Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Murder Moses. I'm Day. And I'm Ree. And uh we're back with another episode. Um Oh, you know what I was going to bring up uh, from last week? I need to correct myself okay, <laughs> about my <all> birthday. Right. <laughs> okay, all right. Because remember, I texted you this week. So, y'all, my birthday is June 7th, but I definitely said the last week's thing was the day <laughs> after my first birthday, but I, <laughs> I just forgot my own birthday. It's okay, though. And it is, okay. It took me listening to last week's episode like three times before I noticed. Yeah, so, uh, Rona. You got Rona I'm, on your brain. I, I'm just getting old. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you need to correct yourself at all from last week? I don't know. I don't know probably. <laughs> Did I'll you probably listen to last week? Months. Did you listen to the episode from last week yet? Question. Tell me what you think about me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough. <what> <laughs> Y'all, she's scared to listen to us because she don't like to hear her own voice. I don't like my own voice either. I was gonna listen yesterday and I don't remember what I ended up doing. Nothing. You always at home. You weren't doing nothing. I mean, aren't we all? Aren't we all always at home? Hey, we live in Texas. We opened up today. They opened up today. I <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I was asked to take a walk today. I was like, you know what? I think I'm all right. I think I'm all right. You haven't even gone outside to take a walk? I went to the mailbox. Wow. My mama takes Parker with, for walks with, uh, every day. With covers on my shoes. No, you didn't. Yep. my <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Listen. Wow. I don't want the Rona. I don't so- want it. I <laughs> don't want it. That is so extra. To Very. walk to the mailbox with covers on your shoes. <laughs> And we go for walks all the time. And I, you know, I go to the grocery store like once, twice a week. Mm-mm. But we know Instacart. you order yours. Instacart. <laughs> Not doing it. You got to get Not out at yet. some point, though. Because Not you can ready end yet. up. I probably end up getting disability for agoraphobia because. <laughs> <laughs> but you you going to end up um, uh, weakening your immune system if you don't do something. You at least got to go outside, sit on sit on your balcony or something. Do you at least do that? How do you let know what kids, I bought some chairs? Let the kids go out there? I do let them go out so they can bring their germs back in, I guess. Well, then, so if they get sick, you're going to get sick. So They go to the balcony. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, I haven't let Parker go anywhere. She's only gone to a doctor's appointment like a month ago. That was it. Yeah. She has an appointment on the 11th and her doctor called me today and said, uh, we got to sit in our car and I got to call before I can walk in the door because they don't want nobody in the waiting room. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess that's enough chit chat unless you have something else to say. <laughs> you know what? I got nothing. I've been in the house. You know, I just start March. talking. You know, I just start talking and I, like, I can't stop. <laughs> like I said last week, I'm the only one of us that drinks. And you know, speaking of drinking, I noticed during the quarantine that I had been drinking almost every day. And I was like, I have a problem. <laughs> I need I don't to know if you're alone in that. I don't know if you're alone in that. Well, I went like three days this week without drinking, so I feel good about myself. 
I feel good about myself. Because I was going to try to go longer, but I'm going to just try to get little breaks throughout the week just to ease myself off again. <laughs> Plus, I'm trying to convince my husband to have another baby. So I'm going to have to go like forever after that without drinking. So I might as well drink now while I can. Drink now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let me What's quit talking. I guess. Who's on um, for you? So I did say I was going first this week, huh? Um, so I actually somewhat prepared this week. Um, and I didn't mean to do another Texas person, but I mean, living in Texas is kind of what comes up on Google first. Um, so this story is about uh, Chasey Pointer. Have you ever heard of her? Nope, never heard of this one. Oh my God, Siri always starts talking in my ear. Um, so... This is one of those stories where I kind of have to set the scene a little bit and then kind of backtrack. So this was the night of September 9th, 2016 um, in Royce City, which is not far from not far. us at all. <laughs> but um, a little before 11 o'clock, uh, this girl, Chasey, calls 911 and she says she's frantic and the call drops. And so the 911 operator is trying to figure out where she is, pings her phone and everything. And they're down this, her and her husband are down this county road that nobody goes on. So when she's on the street and they, the cops see her and she runs to him and she's like hyperventilating, saying that her husband got shot in the head down the road and he was in her Jeep. And so, of course, they're like, oh, my God, like, we got it. Like, what what happened? Like, what's going on? So um, she they noticed that she had blood all over her. So she's saying that she was in the car when he got shot. Um, and I actually have to look down because I took notes this week. <laughs> 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 um, so she said that, uh, well, she had the blood all over her and... Um, she ended up identifying the victim as her husband, um, who was a firefighter. Uh, what's what's like the highest thing that a firefighter can be? Not like a chief. Is that it? That's it. Hey, you yeah, know he, what? If, he if, was a chief. Hey, that's what you got. <laughs> he was the chief. Um, and so that automatically put everybody like, oh, my God, we got to do something for real because you know how, how that goes. Um, and so she's frantically talking to the, one of the detectives, a sergeant, and she's like, they say that she was like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, so she's hyperventilating and stuff, but like stuttering, talking mm-hmm. to him. And so she's in the back of the car and they're trying to get her statement. She's saying that she saw a, a, a blurry figure next to the car. And, um, you know, they're asking why they were out there um, because it's a road that, like I said, nobody travels on. Usually farmers are on it. Um, And so she's saying that um, she was meeting her husband at Jack in the Box for tacos. And they were like, okay, so why did you turn down this way? (laughs) Why are you making that face? Hold on. (laughs) I mean... Jack in a box for taco this way. There's way better places than that to go uh, for a taco, but whatever. Um, but she says her Jeep, she called him and let him know that her Jeep got stuck. And so he came to her rescue to help her get out or whatever. So 
they were in the uh, in the car she kind of waits back and then gets in the car with him and starts the car starts backing up she's he starts trying to back the, the jeep up and she notices this is when she notices the guy and she hears the gunshot and her husband shot in the head so she's telling all that to the detective and then out of nowhere she just starts talking about all their uh all their marital issues so she starts out by saying i was young and stupid when we got married i didn't want i don't want to be married anymore okay all right now <laughs> um like, um okay i guess you, that's not something you really have to worry about at this point yeah and so of course their 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 radar is up like okay like she's trying to do this t- trying to talk about her her issues instead of you know trying to figure out there could be a, a man this man that supposedly shot her husband still out here Boy, like we need it. yeah we need clues to get to him or this, this person i don't know so um they end up noticing like she's kind of all over the place so they read her her rights. She's not under arrest, but they go ahead and read her her rights. And so they end up taking her into the station and they start asking her more questions. They said that they talked to her for like eight hours, but like two hours into it, her story was just going all over the place. So the detective is like, okay, like, you know who did it? Just tell me. And then, so she admits that it was Michael Garza, uh, who is somebody that she was sleeping with yeah (laughs) somebody that she was sleeping with um and you know she was she uh was she ended up having other people that she was sleeping with also so she can to kind of backtrack again because this story had all kinds of craziness um she was the other woman her husband was married for like 20 years to a lady and then she her his ex-wife like noticed that like something wasn't right and so um so she she noticed that something wasn't right and then ended up finding out about her about tracy and so then they end up getting married and that happens yeah so um she was like a bigger girl but at at some point she ended up losing like over a hundred pounds and so she started feeling herself at this point so that's when she started you know venturing out to other people and she she had a bunch of guys like they were the it's a bunch of guys like i can't even keep track of how many they was talking about but it was it was a bunch of them so um she uh hold on i lost my spot (laughs) I, don't know, um, I feel like Trace talks like this, and she was just in there. I don't know what happened to my husband. I don't know she what was, to him. She was extra country though, because I, I did watch like, an like interview with her like talking. That's what she sounded like. I feel yep. like it. she really did though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so she she has this. She has all these guys that she was talking to, and so they end up kind of digging deeper into it and realize that she ended up meeting all these different guys on online and started messaging them, talking to them. Um, and then at some point her husband realized she was cheating. He starts getting, they start arguing a lot. Um, he puts a camera, like a, one of those like ring doorbell cameras, I guess, like at the door. So apparently the guys were coming to the house while he was at work. Cause he's a firefighter. So, you know, he works like crazy hours and they had a daughter 
and one of his daughters from his previous marriage were living at the house. So she, the the older daughter was saying how she would just leave and wouldn't even know. And, you know, her little sister waking up screaming because she don't know where her mom is. Like it was, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, but they're basically saying that, um, well, she ended up getting arrested for conspiracy to commit murder at this point once she was talking about all the guys and all that and they ended up bringing in some of the guys that were saying that she, you know, she would text them things like, I need him gone now. Like I, I just need the insurance money type stuff like that. So, um, they, the prosecutors ended up realizing that, uh, he had a life insurance policy, a $680,000 that was originally supposed to go to his oldest daughters, mm-hmm. but she had it changed to go to him. I mean, to her. Goddamn Carol so, Baskin. <laughs> that's what she sounded like, right? <laughs> uh, but they realized that she ended up, you know, trying to groom all these guys to basically kill her husband for her. But Michael was the only one that really fell for it because she would tell him that she was getting abused and he was on steroids and all this stuff and literally there was no evidence for any of that um but yeah so they 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 do it though yeah she lied that i'm being abused yeah and there's there's just no evidence to support that at all you know he had even tried to save their marriage took them so get this they went to mexico and came back on a Wednesday, and by Friday he was dead. Apparently, he was text. She was texting Michael while they were in Mexico, saying, "I I decided, or I've made up my mind, or whatever." And so that's that was motive enough as well as well more evidence against her. Um, but um. They he ended up getting shot with a shotgun and everything, and she there. It was like five weeks after they had been arrested because Michael went on the run, of course, because you know that's what they do. But he went on the run, and but he ended up turning himself in. But they found the shotgun that killed uh, her husband, and a a farmer found it while he was plowing his yard or his field. I don't know what they call it. I'm not a farmer, so. Um, she ends up finding it and it's the gun is registered to michael's brother so he tries to say that it wasn't his but like it's it's your brother's gun you had it obviously um but yeah so so um if it's not yours it's yours you're welcome for real (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so michael ends up uh getting sentenced to uh, 99 years in prison and then uh she ended up being sentenced to life and she still to this day is saying that he wasn't supposed to die so they don't what, know what was he supposed it, to do exactly so they're like will you try to scare him like what i mean either way this man is dead so but their their daughter out. yeah their daughter is now um has her her parents and his parents now share custody of their daughter that they had so yeah another texas woman killing for me yeehaw <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> um, i my guy this week uh 
Oh, we got a guy? Yep. It's a lot of um switching it up. Names to this here situation. Um this guy is considered like there's been a bunch of podcasts on this dude, so here's another one. You're welcome. Um <laughs> He's considered the worst mass murderer of uh, Fresno, California. His name is Marcus Wesson. So uh, this gentleman was born quite a while ago. If you look at his pictures, like he's like the type of guy, like I would be like, mm, you know what, I'm gonna move way over here because like he doesn't, he looks. He's sketchy off top yeah um so um this guy a little background on him he um his mom was a religious fanatic and his dad was an alcoholic and a child abuser that uh left their family when he was young he's also a veteran <laughs> yeah um so this guy uh ends up marrying some lady like 13 years older than him and she had eight kids she was married when he met her so i guess he uh yanked her from her husband and married this lady she had eight kids they moved in together with all eight of her children and then uh she ends up having a son with him um so while she's pregnant he starts looking at her daughter elizabeth who was eight at the time um wikipedia is saying he married her at eight i don't know how that's possible but um wait so he wasn't married to the to the mom they just moved in together yeah 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 yeah. he was married in in his head in his his head god had told him to marry this baby in his head so the mom wasn't really like like she wasn't upset about it like it wasn't like she was like no this is wrong i have to leave you now she was like you know can you just wait till she's like 15 wait what that's what she said that's what she said so he um waited till she was 15 to uh begin sexually abusing her and at some point she became pregnant she ended up having 10 kids with this man with the 15 year old the 15 year old so he has children with this 15 year old he has children with her mom and then there are nieces and nephews nieces nieces that he has children with as well um So as the children get older and whatnot, he tells, you know, he makes them get jobs and he takes their checks. They don't go to school. He separates the boys from the girls because he says he don't, he doesn't want them to become sexually attracted to each other. But you, they daddy, and you sexually attracted to them. What did you think was going to happen? Um, So... The boys lived in a shack in the woods. The girls lived on a boat that was like somewhere in the yard because they rarely like lived in a home. They moved around and just lived where they could live. Now, mind you, this is like almost 20 people. Like this is like not a small, this is not like it's a a four family or like three people to a family. It's like a bunch of people. So um, 
he's marrying all the little girls. Um, it's like two of the daughters and three nieces. They were all like starting at like starting when they were like seven to nine years old. So altogether, he ended up having 18 kids, seven different women. Five of those were his daughters. So he had 18 kids by himself, but then the first lady already had eight kids. That's already damn had 30 kids. So it's just like a bunch Ooh. of people running around. I don't that know if kid. the 18, I don't know if the 18 counts her eight or if that's just what he had with the seven, but I, I feel like it's what he had with the seven women. Yeah, because um, if he had 10 kids just with the one yeah, with her daughter. Oh, mm. He was the one. Yeah. Three much. So at some point he was convicted of a welfare fraud um, because he was racking up all these checks from all the kids. Um, he considered himself uh, he wanted them to call him master or lord and he had some kind of thing where he was saying that Jesus was uh, a vampire. That's like some cult type shit. It's super culty, super culty. So um, he's doing this for years because it finally came to a head in 2004. Um, two of the nieces had escaped, you know, and they came back because they wanted their kids. And um, they were outside causing a ruckus, whatever, called the police. The police come, and this is where it gets outrageous to me. Um, police get there. He comes to the door, and because he's calm, they assume he's not wrong. So the women are, like, screaming, like, we just want our kids. Give us our kids back, like, going crazy. So they assume this is just some baby mama drama. That's what they assume. So he's like, okay, no problem. You know what? I'll go get the kids. I just want to, I just want to say goodbye to them. So the police say, okay. He goes in the house. He closes the door, goes in the house, sits in the house for like 30 minutes, comes back to the door covered in blood. He has shot. Well, maybe he didn't. Um, nine people in all are dead. They were all shot in the eye. Um, 25-year-old, 17-year-old, 8-year-old, two 7-year-olds, two 2-year-olds, a 4-year-old, and a 1-year-old. All um, dead. They were in a room so they didn't hear the gunshots Shouldn't people the police said they didn't hear them however comma all the neighbors said they heard the gunshots but the police who were at the door did not hear them it had to be nine shots yeah at least any of the nine again all the neighbors heard it all the witnesses testified in court that they heard it but the police who were at the door didn't hear them so um, he gets tried in court and what his, his defense was, oh, I didn't do it. Um, the, the oldest, which was, I think, Sabrina, she was 25. Oh, she did it. Um, 
because she just wanted, you know, she didn't want the kids to go. So uh, she did it. She, and, and the, um, that was his defense. Okay, fine. It was logical. They believe they were like, okay, that's fine. That might be true. That might well be true. However, you're going to jail forever. And he was like convicted of first degree murder, found guilty on 14 counts of rape and sexual molestation and sentenced to death where he sits on death row at San Quentin. Um, what they did, what they um, convicted him of really basically was that they had some kind of suicide pact and they basically were saying like he basically he forced them to go through with it. So it's kind of like that girl who talked her boyfriend into uh, killing himself. So, yeah. Yeah. But okay. I wonder how and I guess they got away with this so long because none of the kids went to school. He taught them. So there's really like there's really like no nobody knew about any of these kids really because nope. they weren't they went to work. The older ones went to work and came right back home. They weren't allowed to like hang out, kick it, do none of that. You go and work, where did, this is in California? Back. Fresno, California. And what year? 2000. This happened in 2004. But See, this sounds like some stuff from like the 70s. <laughs> it started. That's when it started. Oh, yeah. That's when it started. So What's his name again? I, you know, I got to see what he looked like. I got to Google him. Marcus Wesson. Marcus Wesson. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was a black at. man. Yep. And tough to look at. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Mm-hmm. Okay, y- y'all, y'all gotta Google this man. <laughs> oh wow! Yep. Some of the kids, it's like uh, I want to say seven kids are alive today. It's a few boys and I want to say four boys and three girls are still alive today. Um, they were kind of messed up for a little bit because obviously oh, yeah. that's they that's all they knew. So they thought he was right. They didn't know any different because, like I said, he taught them at home. Um, They only went to work back home. They had no other way of knowing that what was going on wasn't right. Gosh, it looked like they were all mixed too, huh? Mm -hmm. Are these like Spanish women? Or I don't. I'm just. I'm scrolling through all these pictures now. (laughs) I think they were. That's crazy. Oh Always wonder, like, what type of mind, like, how do these men find the type of woman that's like okay with you taking her child? I always am like, um, yeah. Well, see, he, it's kind of one of those. I mean, I I wouldn't be okay with that, but it's like one of those things where you know you hear about women that feel like they have to do certain things for their significant others to love them and to be taken care of you know back back when that was happening was probably back when you know a lot of the men were the ones that were supposed to be you know the head of household and all that yeah i guess it was kind of she was probably like oh i got eight kids he's willing to take these kids in i yeah. should be i don't know that's wild yeah, it blown. is. I, mean, I was blown away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that shit's crazy. 
like to be like, oh, I know she's eight, but just can you just like wait till she's 15 and then like it'll be just fine. It'll be fine. That's crazy. He gained some weight too from when he first went to jail. And these dreads are not okay. Well, I guess you can't really keep your dreads maintained in jail. <laughs> of course you can. Of course there's some guy that braids but, and, mm. and does dreads. There's there's a guy. There's a guy. I mean, I'm sure it's somebody, but <laughs> damn. He need to do something about that. Y'all really got to Google this, man. <laughs> Marcus Wesson? Wesson? Yep. W-E-S-S-O-N. Mm. Hide your kids. Uh, Well, I guess that somewhat concludes another episode of Murder Moses. Um, Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at Murder Moses. Um, Make sure y'all tell a friend, tell a friend to listen to us. Like and now, subscribe. Now that we're on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, more of y'all can let your friends know about us. Uh, yeah. And so we leave us uh, comments and what do you guys want to hear? What can we do better? Just let us know. Yeah, send messages. Let us know. We're open to all constructive criticism. If you if you work with me, send me an IM. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Well, we won't Bye. see y'all, but y'all y'all will hear us. <laughs> we won't see anybody. <laughs> Bye.